0: At parties where they just wanted to go on an adventure to a place that they'd never been before
1: if you are all about weddings want to know how to make a wedding amazing or just love wedding stories then this is the podcast for you my name is april kelly and on this show we chat with couples and they share stories about how they met what the proposal was like how they planned their wedding and how it went We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly and this is Wedding Amazing. Today, we're chatting with Madeline Marlowe. Madeline is an expert of bachelorette parties. She is with a company called Where is the Damn Corkscrew. She is a woman that knows how to make things simple and easy. She simplifies things and also gets you on your way to create the most unbelievable bachelorette party. She has shared with me a list of 101 bachelorette party ideas that just blew me away. I thought this was amazing because it's very specific. This is what she does. She puts together these amazing ideas. She shares them with you. She helps you narrow it down to pull off this amazing party. And we're going to expand on that and chat with Madeline today about these amazing ideas. So, Madeline, welcome to the show. How are you today?
0: Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much, April. I am just delighted to be here. As soon
1: as I saw that list, that is a list that everybody needs to see. The... (laughs) (laughs) because bachelorette parties have evolved so much over the years years ago everybody just went out for one night had a few drinks came home and that was it Mm -hmm. now bachelorette parties have evolved to creative outdoors rock climbing taking a tour excursions destinations there's so many things and that's where you come into play you help brides and their bridal parties decide on what to do and how to make it happen. So how does somebody begin planning a bachelorette party? Who usually does the planning? Is it usually the bride or does the maid of honor contact you?
0: Sure. Well, I work with, uh, actually, it's been mostly brides up until this point, but absolutely with maids of honor as well. And do you know what's cool is that for bachelorette parties in particular, uh, like you were saying, they've evolved a lot and they're a relatively recent kind of trend like when I got married and I told my mom I want a bachelorette party she kind of blankly stared at me a little bit and then said okay that sounds (laughs) fun (laughs) you know that's that's the thing is it's just uh, a reason to get together and celebrate that really special moment in your life with your girlfriends either girlfriends you already know or girlfriends that you're bringing together for your for the first time whether that's in the bridal party or a bridal party plus other people or you know that's the other great thing about bachelorette parties is because they're so new there are very few rules, including who plans it. You know, it can yeah. be very flexible. Just whatever works best. Uh, but I tend to work with the with the folks who either are brand new to the whole process. You know, maybe they've never been in a wedding before or been to a wedding before, or they, you know could do it maybe even they're an event planner themselves or they love cooking or they love decorating but they just have zero time so Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the bride sometimes that's the maid of honor Uh, but whoever is kind of taking the lead on this one which depends on the wedding too you know where's what, how much time is it taking? You know, what other bridesmaid things are they working on? Because there's so many things to do to manage your bridesmaids and as a bridesmaid, right? So whoever is in charge of this piece uh, or whoever is the busiest, that's kind of who I primarily work with. So
1: let's get right to it. And we can talk about all the details later because I know that the listeners want to hear all of these ideas. So let's share some of them with them. Now I know it kind of comes in categories, you know, the stuff that's going to be local and the stuff that's going to be destination. And then of course, like the outdoorsy stuff, go over some of these with me let's share some of these amazing ideas
0: sure absolutely yeah that's also you hit on a really great trend that's definitely increasing more and more uh of local versus destination bachelorettes like i actually found a statistic from brides magazine a couple of years ago they did a survey and these days 44 of bachelorette parties are destination bachelorette they involve traveling wow.
2: Wow. I mean,
0: it's so many. <laughs> and the yeah. thing, if you're looking for help in the bachelorette space right now, you know, their only real offerings are in those destinations, you know, maybe Vegas or Nashville or Miami or New Orleans. And they're almost like mini travel agencies that are just for girls nights, which are so awesome. But the the thing that's great is that if you want to kind of go the traditional, Uh, or what people kind of think of when they think of a bachelorette party, like you were saying, like going to a bar or, you know, getting a little raunchy. There's definitely ways that you can do that both in your hometown or in a destination, either Mm way, you know, (laughs) it really just depends which way you want to go. But there's also a big trend towards people wanting to do things a little outside the box that aren't necessarily just uh, going out and as the youth say, uh, getting crunk (laughs) <laughs> that's oh, I feel so old. <laughs> you know, you can incorporate part of that, or maybe you just want to skip it. Maybe you want something relaxed. So that's the number one thing that I see people asking about is what are some kind of offbeat bachelorette ideas? And yeah, there are so many. There are so many. So uh, <laughs> are you, are you curious for me to just kind of give some examples of my favorites? Of the ones yeah.
1: That yes, please.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So one of my favorites is actually what I did for my bachelorette, which my maid of honor planned completely, and it was exactly what I wanted, it was awesome, was a winery tour. So I'm a wine nerd. That's part of the reason why I named my website Where is the Damn Corkscrew, because there's a, of, <laughs> there's a lot of wine in my life. And that's, you know, uh, something that I have totally never said out loud, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think that? Uh, But a winery tour. Uh, These are really popular. What was so funny was when I went on mine, we stayed at a little bed and breakfast in Virginia that actually had like a bus and they took us around to a few different wineries in Virginia near Charlottesville, which was so beautiful. But what was funny was how many other bachelorette parties were there. It was hilarious. Like, we would be in the back room, and that, you know, each party would have their own table. It was great. Uh, But what's really fun about winery parties in particular is, you know, they're getting more and more popular. And that's partially because you can have really different experiences. Like, if you wanna really chill, winery tour, we go to the, you know, quiet ones, the small ones, the boutique ones, you know, maybe you're a wine nerd like me, and you like learning stuff, it can be very mellow. Or you can go to a bunch of wineries that have like that party vibe, you know, maybe they have live music, maybe they allow dogs there, maybe it's really, you know, got a lot more people going on, it's much more of that active party vibe. And so even though it's the same type of bachelorette party, depending on which way you go, It can be a totally different experience. Same thing with cruises. That's another kind of excursion type bachelorette party that I see. And you can go on a cruise that's super relaxed. Or you can go on a cruise that's like a party cruise, or you have a ton of excursions. You know what I mean? So it's very, very customized depending on what you want. I love
1: that idea. So talk about some other things like the outdoors. I know a lot of my brides are very outdoorsy mm-hmm. and maybe they don't want to go out drinking for the night and they want to do something with their girlfriends. Right. It's totally different. Share some of that with me.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, and this is the other thing that's really cool about bachelorette parties and kind of what the bride wants to do. I see... Kind of two main ways. Either the bride will want to do something that she loves and she does all the time and she wants kind of an excuse to go all out, or she wants to try something that she's literally never done before and she's like, hey, what a great time. <laughs> what a great excuse to try this thing that I've never want to try before. So, especially yeah. in terms of, you know, outdoors, like I think of, uh, I'm outside DC, and there's a really great rock climbing place near here. And so, you know, if someone goes to the indoor rock climbing place all the time and says, hey, I just want to share this with my friends, you know, maybe they'll do that. Or maybe there's a hiking trail nearby, you know, it's not necessarily a destination, there's a hiking trail. Or if you're in, you know, California, and you're near the mountains, like maybe you go hiking there. So there's some local options there for either things that you want to try or that you already do all the time. But then there's also definitely like, destination adventures, like surfing. (laughs) If you don't live near the ocean, you can go out there. Uh, One of my favorites is scuba diving. Like there's actually programs where you can learn to scuba dive in a single day. I'm a scuba diver and it was such a wonderful adventure. Now you definitely got to know your people, right? You got to know the bridal party (laughs) because they'll have fun if they're actually interested in doing that versus you kind of saying, you know, I'm the bride and have the adventure that I want. So (laughs) with outdoors, you got to be kind of careful. (laughs) of that. But on the other hand, you know, again, bachelorette parties, no rules. You're allowed to want what you want. And if you want to go on a ski trip, (laughs) you know, if you want to do something like a, like a helicopter ride or like zip lining, you know, really get that adrenaline up. Why not? You totally can. And it's a great excuse.
1: I just love that. So, and then there's also those creative ideas like a paint Mm -hmm. and sip and like cooking classes, trapeze classes. And again, that's also knowing your bridal party and knowing what they would be interested in. How does a bride with 101 ideas, and I know there's even more than that. How do you even decide? I mean, I would have such a hard time deciding between these things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I actually have that I a system that I developed after you know all of my years of planning events. Not nearly as many as you, but I have had yeah. my fair share of planning events, especially like personal events. Uh, and I have my sane party planning system, and mm-hmm. so. In terms of deciding kind of how to start with any party, uh, first there's, you know, the step one is what's the occasion? What's the occasion is a bachelorette? Who's the guest of honor? The bride? Awesome. Uh, but the other big question to think about up front is will this be a surprise or not? Mm-hmm. Because especially if the maid of honor is the one planning it, you know, and surprises do happen, then you have to think a little bit differently about the ideas uh, in terms of, how can we kind of trick the bride into going there, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, a surprise destination party is possible, but it's a little bit trickier. You might want to like tag it on to something else. Uh, okay. So that's kind of where I start. And then the next place uh, in the system that I talk about is the tripod of event basics. I call it a tripod because there's three of them, you know, and you know this, uh, guest list, budget mm-hmm. and venue. Yep. So. In terms of where brides start, you know, guest list, both looking at the bride herself, and then also who else would be attending, you know, would it be just the bridal party? Would it be a bigger group of people? Would it just maybe be a couple of people? And what sorts of things do they like to do together on a regular basis?
1: Let Mm -hmm. me ask you a question because I'm curious. Do they Mm -hmm. just invite the bridal party most times or do they
0: invite other people? I've seen both. Uh, It depends on the size of the bridal party. (laughs) You know, if you have eight bridesmaids, then, you know, that's plenty for a bachelorette, especially if you're traveling somewhere. Uh, But for me personally, my only attendant was my maid of honor, my sister. And so I invited girls who weren't in my bridal party. We ended up with maybe a dozen. So it varies. Yeah. Mm Yeah, but that makes a big difference, right? Like the guest list size and also what they're up for, you know, like for, again, the example of mine, uh, a lot of my uh, guests were really just into like low key quality time. And so the idea of a bed and breakfast and a winery really met that goal. You know, which was fantastic. But I've heard of other bachelorette parties where they just wanted to go on an adventure to a place that they'd never been before. And the bride wasn't really exactly sure where she wanted to go. She just said, I knew I wanted to have an adventure. So then they looked at budget right, to see which places were affordable, Uh, and I think they ended up going to Cancun, because they found a really good, like, travel package for that, too, because budget definitely, (laughs) definitely impacts uh, the amount of, whether you're doing a traditional, like, going out on the town, you know, bottle service can be expensive, or, you know, certain things like paint and sip classes, or calligraphy classes, they can be really expensive, or maybe you get a great deal on them. Hot air balloon rides also are shockingly expensive, but they can be great if everyone pitches in. The general rule of thumb, though, is that the bride usually doesn't pay for her own piece. Usually everyone else who is coming pitches in. Uh, again, there are no rules, but that's also something that people consider in terms of budget, which is a great way to narrow down ideas of what can we afford and what's realistic.
1: Okay. So that that's insightful. So usually the bride doesn't pay for her own experience with her bachelorette party. Everyone in the bridal party would pitch in their own piece and then a portion for the bride. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. often, but again, that really—that's uh, one of those unspoken expectations that sometimes mm-hmm. comes to to bite people in the butt. Uh, in terms of like, wait, I thought you were going to pay for me. That's awkward. So I'm always in favor of kind of talking about that up front. Uh, yeah. But it's actually really great uh, on the both on the giving and the receiving end because on the giving end, like I feel like I love paying for my friends who are the brides, you know, buying their drink or buying their dinner. It's like, Hey, this is your special time. And I get to make you feel special. Uh, And then on the receiving end, like I had this fantastic experience where I didn't have to pull out my wallet at all, except get carded. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. So that can be a really nice way to do it. I see why that's the tradition, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's taking care of the bride. But again, it all comes down to communication with whoever's planning the party to have an open communication with whoever's going and discussing Mm -hmm. the budget, discussing who's going to pay with everything before you even get it off the ground. This way there's no issues later on with, Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to pay. I thought the bride was going to pay for the bridal party. The bridal party thought that they were going to pay for the bride and you don't have yeah. that well mm-hmm. and especially
0: when you search for ideas online you know a lot of the things that you see are like apparel you know maybe t-shirts or bathing suits like people sometimes love getting like matching outfits or something or they love getting props you know and a lot of times people brides and bridesmaids will start by thinking about the details of like the bride thinks oh wouldn't it be fun if i like wore a sash and a tiara but you know the sash and the tiara like absolutely but don't start there <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> Start with the big picture stuff, and then all of the little details will fall so much more into place, and you won't stress about them because you won't have a bridesmaid coming back and saying, I'm sorry, excuse me, you want me to spend how much on a custom t-shirt? You know, (laughs) like setting those expectations up front can be awkward, but I try to at least help my clients think of those and then decide how they'll proceed with them.
1: Right. So the guest list, the budget, the venue. Yes, then they kind of know how, who's going to go, how much they can spend, and they have an idea of what they want to do. They go to you, you go over all of these ideas with them, and tell me what their experience is with you. How do you come into play and what exactly happens when the bride reaches you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I provide a concierge style service because I do help with so many different kinds of events all over the United States. So a lot of folks actually come to me when they already have sort of a vague idea or a vague location. Like they'll say, oh, I want to go to the city, or oh, I want to be in the mountains. Uh, And then the experience with me is first off, I do a questionnaire. So it's a guided event questionnaire that captures a lot of the pieces that we've been talking about and also kind of the more details of like, Do you want matching shirts? You know, do you want to go to that level? Do you want souvenirs? Do you want a guest book? Do you have food requirements? All that, you know, all the details capture all of it up front. Uh, And we have from there, I'll set up like a collaborative Pinterest board and a collaborative Google map. And especially the Google map is really helpful for the planning because I'll give you an example let's say that one of my clients wanted to do a paint and sip class in her hometown. You know, she wanted Mm -hmm. to do like that wine tasting and also learning how to paint painting a particular picture in her hometown. So what I would do is rather than booking out a full itinerary and like handling the payment for, for the party, which is, you know, much more expensive, (laughs) kind of like a traditional uh, travel agency, I'll provide that concierge service of finding some locations, putting them on the map and saying, okay, you know, this place is available on your approximate at bachelorette party date or party weekend. You know, here's the price point, here's how to contact them and how to book them and here's the location. And oh, you said that you really like, you know, beer tastings and this particular location is near a brewery, but then I'll indicate, you know, another location that's maybe a little farther away, but I know that they have a style that the bride really likes, you know, based on her favorite colors and other things that I captured in the questionnaire. So what I do is I kind of curate some options for them and avoid help them avoid what I like to call the rabbit hole of Google and Pinterest if you can just have so many ideas so instead of them spending hours and hours and hours with that they do a 15-minute questionnaire I kind of do the heavy lifting and then we talk through what I've come up with uh, in an hour-long call and then afterwards, I'll send them on their way with a task list and a supply list and a schedule so they know exactly what their next steps are, you know, how far in advance they need to do certain things, especially if booking or reservations are involved, all of those pieces. Just, I take a weird pride in the boring logistics of events. I just love it. <laughs> I don't know why. Remembering trash, trash bags and ice just makes me really happy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I help them think of those pieces, <laughs> that they're set up for success.
1: That's why you're amazing at what you do. How long before the wedding do the bachelorette events usually take place?
0: Yeah, I, again, no rules, which is great. Uh, I think originally when bachelorette parties started happening, it would kind of be along the lines of bachelor parties, like maybe the night before the wedding yeah, rehearsal dinner. Uh, and that still absolutely does happen. Um, I typically advise my clients not to involve heavy drinking or too late of an evening if they're going to do that. <laughs> You yeah, because you You're got you getting married the next day. You have an important job. There's, you know, stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that people still absolutely do that. Absolutely. Especially if it's, you know, in the town where they're getting married, either their hometown or for a destination wedding, wherever, especially for destination weddings. Like, let's say that you're, uh, you're doing something in like Napa Valley or something like that. Maybe the day before, then you'll go to a winery. I just have a lot of wine on my mind, that, but people do <laughs> sorts of things, <laughs> but that's just an example. People do that. Um, uh, absolutely. If mm-hmm. it's, and that also works fine for a local. Uh, if it's a little bit farther in advance, I'd say most bachelorette parties occur kind of one to three months ish before the wedding. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe farther in advance if it's like a big trip, like a long weekend in a foreign country or something. <laughs> but usually that. And brides usually come to me, like I said, when they're starting to think of ideas, which could be anywhere from you know maybe two to three months in advance, all the way up to like a year out. Especially if they're having a long engagement, saying, "Hey, I really want to make sure that we have time before uh, you know to just think of everything in advance <laughs> before yeah. that." But they'll think about it like a year in advance and still maybe only have the party like a month or three months before and that's a really great time because the bulk of the planning is done but you're not wrapped up in those last minute you know things that always go wrong because something will go wrong right so Mm you kind of hit that sweet spot of I have something to celebrate this is real this is a special moment but you're not like confirming vendor (laughs) contracts in the last week before your wedding
1: yeah I do think that the one month before is the sweet spot exactly because of that because the four weeks before the wedding are so busy you have to get the marriage license pick things up People come in from out of town. So you're not really able to get away to have a party. So the one month before Mm -hmm. I think is a sweet spot. And I'm also seeing people have that party one month before and then also doing something little. The night before the wedding, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, I actually know a good chunk of brides who will plan the rehearsal dinner. You know, and the rehearsal dinner will be like at dinner time. Uh, but the, say the rehearsal dinner is over by like eight o'clock or something, then they still have a few hours between eight o'clock and maybe when they want to go to bed. You know, unless it's a morning wedding where you have to wake up at four mm-hmm. or five a.m. <laughs> right. But they'll just take that that couple that couple hours after the rehearsal dinner to say, hey, you know, guests who are in town or or, you know, guests from the rehearsal dinner, just meet up at this bar and we'll just have a couple of drinks and we'll call that our bachelorette party or maybe even a joint bachelorette and bachelor party. I've seen those too. Those mm-hmm. are especially great, you know, right before the wedding, but that's way easier to plan than like a cruise to the Bahamas, you know, <laughs> no reservations yeah. needed.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, how formal is the invitations to something like this? Are you finding brides sending formal invitations to the bride of party or it's more an email or, hey, we're, this is what we're doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, Usually more along the lines of email, text messages, especially if there's like a bridesmaid like group message thread or Facebook message group, something like that. That being said, you know, paper invitations or even e-invitations, like People absolutely still do them. Again, Mm -hmm. bachelorette parties, no rules. And I am a stationary nerd. Like I love really nice paper. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had so much fun with that. But even with that, actually for my bachelorette, my maid of honor just coordinated by email. And that was fine, Um, especially because, you know, the invitations for the wedding, if you're, if you love stationary, like I do, and if you're going all out, that's, uh, that's plenty of money to spend on stationary (laughs) before the wedding. So I think that's kind of an option where people cut costs.
1: Right. Okay. Very good. So since we're talking about weddings and you were a bride,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, your wedding story was, I loved it. So tell me about you and Philip and how you met. I'd love to hear about the proposal and a little bit about the wedding. Oh,
0: shucks. Yes, it was uh, a—it <laughs> was everything I wanted. So, you know, to anyone out there who's wondering if you really can have the wedding you want, yes, I did. Did it go exactly the way I expected in my head? No, but it was still mm-hmm. like perfect in retrospect, you know, nice. Just, uh, life is good. You should see my Yikes. face. I'm smiling like an idiot. So, <laughs> it
1: was
0: just it's so happy. I love being married. Uh, so Philip and I met in late twenty fourteen. It was a friend of ours who mutually introduced us. Philip had just moved to the D.C. area. And she just said, oh, I think you guys will really get along. She did not admit to setting us up <laughs> until much <laughs> later. Uh, you know, and we we honored her, like, by having her do a reading at our wedding and everything. But she, she admitted later and she said, I set you two up because you are two of the happiest people I know. Aww. And sure enough, within five minutes of meeting, we were making each other laugh. So it's just... It was a good start, um, but then Philip did not get my number right away. <laughs> he just—we were on the metro in DC, and he had to get uh, get off at his stop, and just hadn't got my number. So a few weeks later, he got my number, <laughs> and we had <laughs> a first date, and all just went. Oh, really well. We had so much fun. He actually was my date to a wedding only a few months into us dating. And mm. it was, I remember having a lot of turmoil about it at the time, just because I was like, I really like this guy and I want to celebrate a wedding with him. And I also kind of want to feel out, like, how does he feel about marriage? But we'd only been dating a few months. So I asked all of my <laughs> friends, like, can I invite this guy? What do you think? <laughs> it was my plus one. But then he did. And it was great. Uh, and we dated for uh, a couple couple years. And it was in September. 2016 that he proposed He nailed it. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. We love the outdoors and we love camping. And it was the 100th anniversary of the national parks. And so we went up to Shenandoah National Park uh, to go camping, which we'd done before. And on the day we went hiking and we hiked up. It was one of my favorite mountains uh, in Shenandoah. It's the highest peak there, Hawksville Mountain. And it's kind of got a special place in my heart in our family because that's actually the mountain that my mom hiked up when she was pregnant with little Madeline. Wow. So it's got, yeah, it's got that family connection. And he, you know, on top of the mountain, we we made it and we were admiring the view. It was a beautiful day and it was really quiet and lovely. And he just plopped down and asked the question. And I said, yes, approximately 75 times. I was so happy. And it, it was hilarious because we were, you know, it was relatively... Secluded, but there were still a few people who were there and they heard me say yes 75 times and one came <laughs> up and said oh my gosh did you guys just get engaged like I'm a photographer I can take a few pictures for you on Philip had his camera with him so those were our engagement pictures <laughs> it was just some oh. random person uh on the top of the mountain beautiful but my favorite was um <laughs> there was this hiker, this like older kind of grizzled looking gentleman who had this, you know, really big backpack and was wearing like bandanas and, you know, ragged hiking boots. And he came up and was kind of gruff and he said, did you, did you two just get engaged? And we were all dreamy and said, yes. And he said, top of a mountain is a, is a great place to get engaged because you'll always have this place. This place will always be here for you. <laughs> and it was just so sweet. <laughs> it was great to see this uh, this guy softening. So that was our, that was our proposal story. Oh,
1: beautiful. So how long did you jump into wedding plans right away?
0: Right away. Yep. And so our engagement was seven months, which especially Mm -hmm. in the DC area is on the short side. Uh, but it was for two main reasons. One was, uh, leases. <laughs> Again, remember the boring stuff. Uh, we were both living separately by ourselves at the time and my lease was up in February and <laughs> we were tired of paying two different, you know, DC area rents. So we wanted to get married as soon as possible after my lease was up. So that was reason one. And then reason two, we got married in April, 2017. Uh, we were getting married in my home church, the Catholic church, and they require at least a six month engagement period. So we booked the pretty much the first available spot uh, as soon as the <laughs> church was available right after Easter. So it was right about at that seven month mark. Um, so we dove right into planning. I think we had a venue booked within like a couple of weeks because I knew the area and I'd been paying attention and I've been to so many weddings in the area recently. So I wasn't starting completely from scratch, kind of like a lot of other Brides are. So, yeah, we dove right in and it went pretty well. Like, especially because we had a relatively small wedding. Mm-hmm. Because for Philip and I, you know, our shared love language is quality time. You know, quality time with friends and family is my like top priority in life, my mission in life. Like, that's why I started. Where's the damn corkscrew? Is to make quality time easier for other people to enjoy. And we really wanted to talk to each and every single one of our guests. Uh, and Dear Sweet Philip is a little bit introverted, so he was kind of intimidated by the idea of a large wedding, which, you know, valid. So because yeah. it, was, it was fewer guests and it was in hometown, you know, a lot of people either lived here or they had family that they could stay with. So only a couple people used our hotel block. Like there were a lot of things that made it really easy to plan in that shorter amount of time.
1: Mm. I see. And you had some really cool DIY aspects of your wedding and let's also chat about the furniture that you oh rented gosh. for your wedding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I had so much fun with this. It was great. So, uh we wanted to make A more of a lounge feel because we were having an afternoon wedding. The church only had a few time slots available each weekend for ceremonies and we had the early afternoon slot and we decided that we wanted to have a reception immediately following that was basically an an extended cocktail hour. So we wanted to make it really comfortable for people to sit so I had so much fun. I found a rental company that had all sorts of vintage furniture and like poofs and fascinating. And they had all of this furniture in the color scheme. And it also matched kind of the color scheme of the, the lake house. That was the venue. You know, there were these beautiful blues and the throughout the space and then also in the lake. Oh, it was lovely. And so we rented it and they set up the furniture the morning of the wedding. And when I told some of my guests afterwards that I picked out that furniture, they just gaped at me and said, wait, you picked that out. We thought that was just in the space. We thought that was what the space looked like. And I felt very proud.
1: (laughs) When it looks like it's always been there. The guests have no idea how much work you put into making it look so beautiful. That's for sure
0: oh my gosh, no idea, you know, (laughs) finding the right, uh, the right vibe of furniture too, because a lot of standard lounge furniture was a little bit too like urban or like light up or, you know, very slick looking. And this was this very comfy, relaxed space. So finding something comfy and relaxed was great. And then everyone was super comfortable. Mission accomplished. There was seating for about 75% of people and no one was complaining about their heels hurting. And, you know, our older guests have places to sit. It was awesome. That was so much fun. That was yeah one I, of the
1: pieces I love that because that looked beautiful. So talk about the DIY ribbon wands I love that that's so simple but so effective. How did you use them and tell us a little bit about them?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have a, a flair for the dramatic. Uh, I definitely <laughs> wanted to have an exit, you know, just like that moment of kind of closing out the the wedding. Uh, but we didn't want to have anything that was messy that we'd have to clean up uh, or anything. Like I love sparkler exits, but it's amazing that people don't catch on fire more often, for example. And we were, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in the in the afternoon. And so I made these ribbon wands with my dad, pretty simple, just like a wooden dowel. Uh, and then we tied ribbons on them that were. Were in the colors of the wedding. And then, you know, the wedding day of coordinator handed them out to our guests right before our exit, and they shook them at us as we walked out of the venue and towards the the rental car that we had. We rented this vintage white car. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. It was so fun. Uh, And we just walked out through this tunnel of ribbons, and people were cheering and like making silly jokes as we were getting in the car, like my now father-in-law, we were getting in the car, and uh, he yelled at the driver. He said, drive quickly. <laughs> just, so it made it very light, and everyone loved it. And you know what's funny is a lot of the guests kept them as a favor. And uh, some of them have even used the ribbon wands as like cat toys for the last couple of years. It's worked out really well. So I see them playing with their cats, and I'm like, oh, that was my wedding. So that was great. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. And my coordinator loved it because it was mess free. She was so yeah. pleased. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And it also looked beautiful in the pictures, too.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was very striking. Oh, so fun. I love that. That was really that. And then uh, I think the, the other favorite piece of my actual reception was the donuts. We had both cake and donuts, and we had donuts from a local shop. Uh, that also had a location in Richmond where my husband used to live and we had been on dates there. And so we definitely had like a connection to the local shop. And we did, we had a couple of small cakes. Uh, Again, it wasn't very big receptions. We just had a couple small cakes and we did a cake cutting and it was fabulous. And Philip did just the right amount of messiness on my face, very, very, (laughs) very nicely done. And then the caterer brought out the donuts and they like Evaporated. <laughs> they went I bet. So fast. Especially the ones with the maple icing and then the bacon on mm. them. Oh my gosh. Evaporated. It was hilarious.
1: You can't go wrong with donuts.
0: You really can't. Yeah, <laughs> everyone loves them,
1: especially anything with bacon on a Maple bacon, mmm, getting me hungry. Amazing. <laughs> I
0: know, right? But it was great because we had a combo. Like we had some traditional wedding cake for people who preferred that. You know, like my my father in law. The one thing that he enjoys about weddings is the wedding cake, and so we had a good, just classic vanilla wedding cake, so that he could enjoy that piece too. And it nice. Was, yeah, so everyone en- got to enjoy something.
1: Yeah, lots of options. There's so much to wrap up here. I mean the. 101 bachelorette party ideas. And for all the listeners, we are going to share this list with you. It is absolutely amazing. You're going to be overwhelmed with ideas. So many things that we discussed here today with the bachelorette parties, and of course your amazing wedding. And we're going to share these, the 101 bachelorette party ideas with you so that you guys can take a look at this list and also contact Madeline and she'll help you narrow it down and also help you get it all underway and have it go amazing. Um, Madeline, before we start, sign off here what advice do you have for brides that are just starting out
0: well i have i have two pieces that i'm kind of, that immediately come to mind mm-hmm. um one is i actually have like in my sane party planning system i have my three rules to stay in party planning <laughs> so but that applies to any party uh, the first one is know thyself know yourself, know your preferences, know your skill Mm -hmm. level. Like I made those ribbon wands because I love crafting. But if you don't like crafting, then there will just be tears. Like don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So first one, know thyself. Second one, know thy guest list, you know, both Mm -hmm. your bachelorettes and your wedding, you know, know what your guests will enjoy, but also just being considerate of them, like renting furniture so that the older guests had a comfy place to sit, like Mm -hmm. know thy guest list. And then the third one is thou shalt not forget the ice remember, yeah. the, boring stuff. <laughs> remember <laughs> the boring stuff. And that's what I'm here for. So those are kind of my three rules for sane party planning for any party. Uh, and then for advice for a wedding specific, for brides planning a wedding. Uh, I would say the number one thing is that it is your job to get married. That is what you are doing. It is your job to get married. All you need truly for an actual wedding to happen is bride, groom, officiant, and legal paperwork. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I've, I really tried to stay focused on that. Like I really was starting a new chapter in my life, bride, groom. We, you know, we spend a lot of time preparing for our marriage. Uh, so really focusing on that and remembering that everything else is gravy delicious delicious gravy like it's so wonderful <laughs> but it's easy to lose sight of the you know what the actual wedding is it is you and your spouse making this beautiful beautiful vow to each other so that was an anchor for me during wedding planning when it seemed really overwhelming so i hope that that can be an anchor for uh the the overwhelmed brides out there overwhelm is normal but i hope that that's a good <laughs> kind of anchor for navigating all that overwhelm
1: that's amazing i love that advice know yourself know your guest list and don't forget the ice, which means like there's going to be those little details and call upon the professionals to help you. You know, if you call your band, your band will tell you exactly what information that they need. You call Mm -hmm. Madeline, Madeline will tell you exactly what you need to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So, communicate with your professionals. Don't stay on your own island and try to plan this wedding. It's just way too difficult and you will be overwhelmed and then things will happen and you will forget things. So call upon the professionals. You can always contact me. People like Madeline, the internet is great, but the internet will overwhelm you. So there's, definitely there's the
0: rabbit hole. And I, I will yeah. say for, for, uh, just context too, like I have an event planning background. I hired a day of coordinator and she mm-hmm. was amazing because again, my job that day was to get married. My job that day was not to run the party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so definitely using your resources, your friends, your family. Oh my gosh, April, that's so wise. So true. Yeah. The
1: more people mm-hmm. you can have in your corner to help you with this the better. And I know that there's brides that are listening that say, but I'm doing this all by myself. My fiance doesn't care. I ask him what colors he wants. He doesn't care. My parents are busy. My girlfriends are busy. And then they feel very alone. But again, even if you're in that situation, you have people like myself, Madeline, professionals that you really can pick up the phone and call. If you've hired great professionals that you feel that you can communicate with, you should also be able to pick up the phone and say, you know what, kind of feeling a little overwhelmed you may have a minute to talk to me about your service or something. And all of a sudden that will just take you down a notch. So as a bride, if you're feeling lonely, pick up the phone and call one of your professionals. Uh, we can uh, sometimes Madeline, I'm sure you can agree. We are like therapists, you know, there's a lot of, fam- <laughs> right. And then, yeah. A little right? bit. Yeah. You know- because there's family drama, there's emotions, oh there's anxiety. And we have been through You know, myself, 2,500 weddings, 2,500 brides. You're not alone.
0: This is- Oh yeah, seeing it all. You know what's a really cool uh, thing that I've kind of come out specifically with bachelorette parties? And part of the reason why I've really loved niching down to this specific one is- a lot of brides come to me and they're basically looking for permission to do what they already want to do. You know, like maybe they'll say, I really want to go to the city, but I don't know. Is that stupid? And it's my job to say, girl, you are allowed to want what you want. And that is fine. You know, I'm like, there's that, that undercurrent of empowerment that I did not expect that I love, but yeah, they're exhausted. Planning a wedding is like being a CEO of a tiny company for a year. Like it's exhausting. So listen to April, use your resources, call us. We love helping. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can call me and you can contact me. You can even schedule a free consultation with me over at whereisthedamcorkscrew.com. Absolutely happy to help either help you directly or point you in the right direction at least.
1: Amazing. Madeline, thank you so much for offering your help to our brides. I love the bachelorette party ideas. I think when all the listeners get a hold of this list, there's going to be a lot of creativity and inspiring parties coming about, no doubt. I mean, this list just blew me away and I know that everybody's going to love it. Madeline, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it so much. And don't forget, you can contact Madeline. Give them your email address if you don't mind.
0: Sure. You can contact me at hostess at where is the the damn corkscrew.com that's hostess h-o-s-t-e-s-s because i am indeed the founder and hostess in chief of where is the damn corkscrew
1: <laughs> love it all of the happiness that you feel in your heart comes right out of you and i can feel it and i love that so much because i know that everybody's going to feel that too when they listen to the show oh
0: that, that means so much because it really, I mean, like I said, it's true. My, my mission in life is quality time and, and making it easier and just making it lighter. You know, like it can be so yeah. easy to get bogged down and like mired down. And like you were talking about the drama and the stress. And so if this podcast makes one bride smile, like mission accomplished.
1: Yes, I agree with you so much. Madeline, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it and have an amazing day.
0: You too. Thank you so much, April. This was so much fun.
1: This episode brought to you by The Clean Team, specializing in new move-ins, newlywed specials, getting your home ready for guests, and cleaning up after your event. Five-star rated company in Ocean County, New Jersey, 732-267-7334. The Clean Team, 732-267-7334 are you looking for a live band that people will rave about want your dance floor packed all night long band of gold music a 10-piece band with the talent to make a lifelong impression on the best day of your life exceeding expectations bandofgoldmusic.com thank you for joining us today message me anytime with your questions april kelly at makeyourweddingamazing.com i'll see
3: you next time